Pericles, Prince of Tyre, Episode 3. Now, sleep he slacked hath the rout. No din but snores the house about, made louder by the o'er-fed breast of this most pompous marriage feast. The cat, with eyne of burning coal, now crouches for the mouse's hole, and crickets sing at the oven's mouth, ere the bliver for their drouth. Hymen hath brought the bride to bed, where by the loss of maidenhead a babe is moulded. Be attent, and time that is so briefly spent with your fine fancies, quaintly eke. What's dumb in show, I'll plain with speech. By many a derm and painful perch of Pericles, the careful search by the four opposing coins which the world together joins is made, with all due diligence that horse and sail and high expense can stead the quest. At last, from Tyre, fame answering the most strange inquire, to the court of King Simonides are letters brought, the tenor these. Antiochus and his daughter dead. The men of Tyrus on the head of Helicanus would set on the crown of Tyre, but she will none. The mutiny she there hastes to oppress, says to him, if King Pericles come not home in twice six moons, she, obedient to their dooms, will take the crown. The sum of this, brought hither to Pentopolis, he ravished the regions round, and every one with claps can sound. Our heir apparent is a king! Who dreamed, who thought of such a thing? Brief, he must hence depart to Tyre. His queen, with child, makes her desire, which who shall cross, along to go. Amit we all their dole and woe, like Corridor her nurse she takes, and so to sea. Their vessel shakes on Neptune's billow, half the flood hath her keel cut, but fortune's mood varies again. The grisly north disgorges such a tempest forth, that as a duck for life that dives, so up and down the poor ship drives. The lady shrieks, and well anear does fall in travail with her fear. And what? ensues in this fell storm, shall for itself itself perform. I nil relate. Action may conveniently the rest convey, which might not what by me is told. In your imagination, hold this now the ship, upon whose deck the sea-tossed Pericles appears to speak. Thou god of this great vast, rebuke these surges which wash both heaven and hell! And thou that hast upon the wind's command bind them in brass, having called them from the deep. Oh, still thy deafening dreadful thunders, gently quench thy nibble sulfurous flashes. Oh, how like horror does my queen, thou stormest venomously, wilt thou spit all thyself? The seaman's whistle is as a whisper in the ears of death unheard. Like horror, Lucina. O oh, divinest patroness and midwife gentle to those that cry by night, convey thy deity aboard our dancing boat. Make swift the pangs of my queen's travails. Now, Lycorida! Here is a thing too young for such a place. 
who if it had conceit would die as I am like to do. Take in your arms this piece of your dead queen. How? How, my corridor? Patience, good sir. Do not assist the storm. Here's all that is left living of your queen, a little daughter. For the sake of it, be manly and take comfort. Oh, you gods! Why do you make us love your goodly gifts and snatch them straight away? As we here below recall not what we give, and therein may use honor with you. Patience, good sir, even for this charge. Now mild may be thy life, for a more blustrous birth had never babe. Light and gentle thy conditions, for thou art the rudeliest welcome to this world that ever was, Prince's child. Happy what follows. Thou hast as chiding in nativity as fire, air, water, earth, and heaven can make to herald thee from the womb. Even at the first thy losses more can thy portage quit with all thou canst find here. Let the good gods throw their best eyes upon it. What courage, sir! God save you! Courage enough. I do not fear the flaw. It had done to me the worst. Yet for the love of this poor infant, this fresh new seafarer, I would it would be quiet. Slack the bowl ends there. Thou wilt not, wilt thou? Blow and split thyself. But see room, and the brine and cloudy billow kiss the moon. I care not. Sir, your queen must overboard. The sea works high, the wind is loud, and will not lie till the ship be cleared of the dead. That's your superstition! Pardon us, sir. With us at sea it hath been still observed, and we are strong in custom. Therefore, briefly yield her, for she must overboard straight. As you think, meet, most wretched queen... Here she lies, sir. A terrible child bed hadst thou had, my dear. No light, no fire. The unfriendly elements forgot thee utterly, nor have I time to give thee hallowed to thy grave, but straight must cast thee scarcely coffin to the ooze, where for a monument upon thy bones and ere remaining lamps, the belching well and humming water must o'erwhelm thy corpse lying with simple shells. Alicorda, bid Nesta bring me spices, ink and paper, my casket and my jewels, and bid Nickin to bring me the satin coffer. Lay the babe upon the pillow. Hide thee, whilst I say a priestly farewell to her. Suddenly, woman. Sir, we have a chest beneath the arches, corked and betumed ready. I thank thee, mariner. Say, what coast is this? We are near Tarsus. Thither, gentle mariner. Alter thy course, retire. When canst thou reach it? I'll break a day if the wind cease. Oh, make for Tarsus. There will I visit Cleon, for the babe cannot hold out to Tyrus. There I'll leave it at careful nursing. Go thy ways, good mariner. I'll bring the body presently. Meanwhile, in Ephesus, the kindly physician, Cerimon, tends to the victims of the dreadful storm. Get fire and meat for these poor men. It has been a turbulent and stormy night. I have been in many, but such a night as this. Till now I never endured. Your master will be dead ere you return. There is nothing can be ministered to nature that can recover him. 
Give this to the apothecary and tell me how it works. Good morrow. Good morrow, your lordship. Gentlemen, why do you stir so early? Sir, our lodgings, standing bleak upon the sea, shook as the earth did quake. The very principles did seem to rend, and all to topple. Pure surprise and fear made me to quit the house. That is the cause which we trouble you so early. Tis not our husbandry. Oh, you say well. But I much marvel that your lordship, having rich tire about you, should at these early hours shake off the golden slumber of repose. Tis most strange. Nature should be so conversant with pain, being thereto not compelled. I hold it ever. Virtue and cunning were endowments greater than nobleness and riches. Careless heirs may the two latter darken and expend, but immortality attends the former, making a man a god. Tis known, I ever have studied physic, through which secret art, by turning o'er authorities, I have, together with my practice, made familiar to me and to my aid the blessed infusions that dwell in vegetables, in metals, stones, and I can speak of the disturbances that nature works, and of her cures, which doth give me a more content and course of true delight than to be thirsty after tottering honor, or time I treasure up in silken bags to please the fool and death. Your honor has, through emphasis, poured forth your charity, and hundreds call themselves your creatures, who by you have restored, and not through knowledge, your personal pain, but even your purse, still open, hath built Lord Caramon such strong renown as time shall ne'er decay. So, lift there. What is that? Sir, even now did the sea toss upon our shore this chest. Tis some wreck. Set it down. Let's look upon it. Tis like a coffin, sir. Whate'er it be, tis wondrous heavy. Wrench it open straight. If the sea's stomach be o'ercharged with gold, tis a good constraint of fortune that belches upon us. Tis so, my lord. How close tis cocked and betumed. Did the sea cast it up? I never saw so huge a billow, sir, as tossed it upon shore. Wrench it open. Soft. It smells most sweetly in my sense. A delicate odor. Mm, has ever hit my nostril. So, up with it. Oh, you most potent gods! What's here, a corpse? Most strange! Shrouded in cloth of state, balmed and treasured with full bags of spices. A passport, too. Uh, Apollo, perfect me in the characters. <clears throat> here I give to understand, if ere this coffin drive a land, I, King Pericles, have lost this queen worth all our mundane cost. Who finds her, give her burying. She was the daughter of a king. Besides this treasure for a fee, the gods requite his charity. If thou livest, Pericles, thou hast a heart that even cracks for woe. This chance tonight? Most likely, sir. Nay, certainly tonight, for look how fresh she looks. They were too rough that threw her in the sea. Make a fire within. Fetch hither all my boxes in my closet. Death may usurp on nature many hours, and yet the fire of life kindle again the oppressed spirits. I heard of an Egyptian that had nine hours leaned dead, who was by good appliance recovered. Well said, well said, uh, the fire and cloths. The rough and woeful music that we have cause it to sound, beseech you. The vial once more. How thou stirrest, thou block. The music there. I pray you, give her air, gentlemen. This queen will live. Nature awakes. A warmth breathes out of her. She hath not been entranced above 
five hours. See how she gins to blow into life's flower again. The heavens, through you, increase our wonder and set up your fame forever. <laughs> she is alive. Behold, her eyelids, cases to those heavenly jewels which Pericles hath lost, begin to part their fringes of bright gold. The diamonds of a most praised water do appear to make the world twice rich. Live, and make us weep to hear your fate, fair creature, rare as you seem to be. Oh, dear Diana, where am I? Where's my lord? What world is this? Is not this strange? Most rare. Hush, my gentle neighbors. Lend me your hands to the next chamber, bear her. Get linen. Now this matter must be looked to, for her relapse is mortal. Come, come, and Ischalapius guide us. And at the same time, in far away Tarsus, Pericles returns to the house of Cleon. Most honored Cleon, I must needs be gone. My twelve months are expired, and Tyra stands in a litigious peace. You and your lady take from my heart all thankfulness. The gods make up the rest upon you. Your shafts of fortune, though they hurt you mortally, yet glance full wanderingly on us. Oh, your sweet queen, that the strict fates had pleased you, had brought her hither to have blessed mine eyes with her. We cannot but obey the powers above us. Could I rage and roar as at the sea she lies in, yet the end must be as tis. My gentle babe Marina, whom for she was born at sea, I have named so. Here I charge your charity with all leaving her the infant of your care, beseeching you to give her princely training that she may be mannered as she is born. Fear not, my lord, but think your grace that fed my country with your corn, for which the people's prayers still fall upon you, must in your child be thought on. If neglection should therein make me vile, the common body by you relieved would force me to my duty. But if to that my nature need a spur, the gods revenge it upon me and mine to the end of generation. I believe you. Your honor and your goodness teach me to it without your vows. Till she be married, madam, by bright Diana whom we honor, all unscissored shall this hair of mine remain, though I show ill in it. So I take my leave, good madam. Make me blessed in your care in bringing up my child. I have one myself, who shall not be more dear to my respect than yours, my lord. Madam, my thanks and prayers. We'll bring your Gracie into the edge of the shore then give you up to the masked Neptune and the gentlest winds of heaven. I will embrace your offer. Come, dearest madam. Oh, no tears like Corta, no tears. Look to your little mistress on whose grace you may depend hereafter. Come, my lord. And back in the house of Ceremon, at Ephesus, the healer speaks with his patient. Madam, this letter and some certain jewels lay with you in your coffer which are now at your command. Know you the character? It is my lord's. That I was shipped at sea, I well remember, even on my evening time. But whether they're delivered by the holy gods, I cannot rightly say. But since King Pericles, my wedded lord, I ne'er shall see again, a vestal livery will I take me to, and never more have joy. Madam, if this you propose as ye speak, Diana's temple is not distant far, where you may abide till your date expire. Moreover, if you please, a niece of mine shall there attend you. My recompense is thanks, that's all. 
Yet my goodwill is great, though the gift small. In our next chapter, we see Pericles return to his home at Tyre, while his woeful wife, unto Diana, dedicated herself. The Pendant Shakespeare, also known as the Wild Bill Variety Show, presents Pericles, Prince of Tyre, Episode 3. Featuring the voice talents of Russell Gold as Prince Pericles, Theo Holt-Bailey as Gower, the narrator, Dave Morgan as Siramon, Garen Fitzgerald as Cleon, Julia Eve as Dionysa, Lisa Michaud as Lycordia, Kendra Murray as Thasia, E. Rachel Ward and James Strickland as the Sailors, Brady Anderson and Devon A. Zicardo as the Gentleman, and Matthias Blake as the Servant. Written by William Shakespeare and maybe with George Wilkins. Dramaturgy and audio adaptation by Morgan Z. Soul. Music by Josh Mullen at thetunepeddler.com. Directed by Adam Blanford and Jeff Robinson. Produced by Pendant Productions. This production is copyright 2021, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.